The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel-good sounds. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Chits. She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about snakes, dogs, movie stars, alligators, donuts, and kisses. Let's get on with the show. In the last podcast, there I read an article about weird things in passengers' luggage, and one of them was snake wine. And I said, "Oh, I don't even know what snake wine is." So Dan, thank you, Dan, sent me an email. It says on your podcast you said you didn't know what snake wine was. Here are some photos and what it quote unquote cures. Years ago, my friend brought this back from Vietnam for me, and this is what's crazy. I'll read you what it, maybe everybody needs some snake wine. And here's the thing, it's like a golden color liquid with an actual snake in it. With an actual dead snake in it. Anyway, I I don't know how this would taste, but what it is supposed to cure is uh, rheumatoidism, lumbago, tiredness, pain, impotence, improper erection, premature ejaculation, emission, disability and numbness in the knees, dizziness, tinnitus, which I think is actually tinnitus, but everybody says tinnitus, premature senile and weakening mentality. So basically it fixes everything. I think maybe I need to get myself some snake wine. You think they have it on Amazon? The music for this episode is from Christine Richardson, and she wrote to me, which was so nice, because you haven't been able to fly, I know you haven't been able to collect new music samples. Here is an MP3. It's titled Tall Trees, because I live in an old historic neighborhood filled with tall pines and towering cypress trees. Now, this is a very interesting story, and you never know where you're going to get 
a good story. I, you know, was concerned when I was going to be off work for a while because the podcast is about airplanes and traveling, and I wasn't doing any of that. But I went to get my teeth cleaned. That's not where you'd think you'd hear this extremely fascinating story, right? But you know, you kind of dread it. Oh, I gotta get my teeth clean. But the woman, my dental hygienist, lives in my community. Uh, we have a nice rapport, and uh, I never see her here. She works a lot, and I'm usually gone. Anyway, I go in there, and uh, I tell her, oh, I broke my knee. I'm about to go back to work. And um, I was, she, you know, of course, everybody wants to know what happened. And I told her it was a wah-wah dud of a story, you know, on my kitchen tile floor. And I said, I think I'm going to tell people at work that it was a dog sledding accident because that'll make them go, hmm? But it doesn't sound as crazy as I was wrestling an alligator. She goes, oh, well, there's a woman who came in here who really wrestled an alligator or an alligator wrestled her. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? She's like, yeah, the woman's 80 years old. And and I was like, you know, she's supposed to be cleaning my teeth. And I'm like thinking, I got to hear about this woman who, 80-year-old woman who survived wrestling an alligator. It's much better than my knee story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what happened? She goes, okay, so she I'm like, well, was she bent over a lagoon? Because that's what everybody keeps saying. They're like, well, don't take a little dog by the lagoon. Because we've had, in my area, I live in South Carolina, we have now had three women killed in the past six years. I mean, that's not nothing. Uh, two of them had a little dog. Um, still, you know, you start to get much more nervous around them than you might have been when there's been three women killed. And I never even heard about this woman. So she, I said, well, did she have a little dog? And was she by the lagoon? And she said she was in her backyard. I'm like, she was in her backyard? She said, yeah, she was walking her dog. The dog was fine, but she was walking her dog in her backyard the alligator attacks her. She's 80 years old. The alligator, a big alligator, attacks her and drags her to the water and does the death roll like I hadn't even heard. I've just been people have been talking about alligators now because of these women who've been killed. And apparently the alligator takes the person and rolls them in the water and basically drowns them. They call it the death roll. This 80-year-old woman, the alligators got her and he does two death rolls. And I'm thinking, and then she was able to fight him off, this 80-year-old woman and this big alligator. And she goes, no, no, no. So the neighbor heard something, came over with a shovel and hit the alligator on the head and the alligator released her. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and she said, the lady showed me all the marks from where the alligator had bit her. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and so this is the interesting part of the story. Not that the other part isn't interesting, but I asked my dental hygienist, I'm like, well, did you ask her? She must have been petrified. My gosh, like what, what goes through your mind when an alligator has you in its grips and is doing a death roll? Like, 
It's like mind blowing. And she said, I did ask her. And I said, well, what did she say? And she said, she said she was totally peaceful. She was peaceful and thought, okay, I'm going to die. And she said she was completely at ease. And I was thinking, she was completely at ease. But this is the, this is the really fascinating part. If your neighbor, somebody you have, an acquaintance, got drug out of her backyard, drowned by an alligator and died, you would, you, you would think, oh my God, she was petrified. She was, what a horrible way to go. You would have nightmares. You would wake up in the middle of the night thinking, poor, let's say her name's Judy, poor Judy. She, what a horrible way to die. But she would never be able to tell you that she wasn't terrified, that she wasn't in horrible agony, that she was actually at peace, but because the neighbor saved her with the shovel, she could say that. So it kind of tells you, you know, we we spend so much time agonizing over what we assume. Of course, this would have been horrifying. Of course, this would have been terrible. Of course, it would have been like the worst way to go. But she survived and said that she was totally peaceful. This next story is from one of my favorite podcasts called Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. And this story is his wife talking and their podcast is now available on all platforms. For a while, it was just on Spotify. It was 12, then it was one in the morning, then it was two in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Once the baggage gets on the plane, we start getting pretty optimistic. And now we're watching this, but it gets delayed again. And then at some point they come over and they say, the pilot heard something on the plane. We're going to look at it for a mechanical issue. He wants it to be checked out. And there was this collective groan throughout the whole terminal of like, oh, we just want to get on. Right. And, now, and I'm texting with you and Rob going like, I think I'm getting on. I don't think I'm getting on. Yeah. I want to be a part of that collective groan, except for the fact that if the pilot doesn't like a sound he's hearing, 100%. I for sure want him to say, I need this checked out before yes. we get on the plane. Like, I was grateful that he was like, I ain't trying to make y'all happy. I'm trying to keep you safe. Yes, and I don't want to be peer pressured into just taking this plane off and crashing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I was grateful for that. But it was frustrating. We had four kids with us. They were doing spectacularly. They were. I think as a mom, I'm clocking when they last slept, when they last ate. Yeah. And I'm knowing the Sam Adams meal at that restaurant was a while ago. Yeah. It was six hours ago at this point. And there's only so long I can give them peanuts and And they're shutting down restaurants. So you're trying to decide, right. should we get one last meal What am in? I going to feed my kid? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they announced that and we're like, okay, whatever. Hopefully they'll look at this for 40 minutes and then we'll be on our way. And then they come over. At this point, a flight attendant, Kristen, comes over. She has seen you sitting there. She had gotten off the plane while they're looking at the mechanical issue. And she said, do you remember me? We were on a flight a long, long time ago and I gave you the dogs. I immediately remembered her. 10 years ago, I'm on an overnight flight to New York and I'm curling up to go to bed. They shut the lights off and all of a sudden I look in the aisle and there is a dog. A loose... And you're like, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming this is my dream. Yeah, a stray dog. And I'm like, what? What? What's going on? And then I see another one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. It looks like they're crawling out of all of the holes <laughs> in the plane. Oh, my God. So I'm trying to get her 
attention and I'm like, there's dogs. There's two small dogs running around underneath the seats. And she's like, what? So she's looking on the floor. I'm looking on the floor and she picks them up and she brings them over to me and she goes, I can't make an announcement. We've turned the lights off. Everybody's sleeping. Oh. And I was like, give them to me. It was my time. Waiting yes. your whole life. My this whole moment. life. That's what you were training for. Honestly. So she hands me these two little dogs. I cuddle up with them and I think I sleep with them for a fair amount of time. Oh my god. Don't know whose dogs these are. Just know that I'm needed. I'm Don't here. Care. Don't oh. care. By the time the lights came up, however many hours later, we had realized that there were two carriers under one of the other passenger's seats, and that passenger was a-Rod. Was wow. it Derek Jeter or no, A-Rod? You know what? In we the telling of this it. story the last 10 years, we thought it was Derek Jeter, but I think I said that because I have a problem with sportsmen. Sure. Yeah. Sportsmen. It was A-Rod. That makes wow. sense. I mean, they're on the same team. They're both the big names from the Yankees, so easy mix-up. Maybe it was somebody he was traveling with. They were in his group. We realized it. We put him back in the containers and informed him, like, oh, maybe the zipper was open here. Your dogs, don't worry. I snuggled with them all night. But the point is, Kristen, the flight attendant, came up to me and was like, remember that? And I was like, of course I remember that. That was the most unique plane experience I've ever had. Dog on the run. Dog on the run. <laughs> or it could be, who let the dogs out? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> So I had to keep thinking about the alligator story. I'm sorry. It's like, um, it's so thought provoking. Like, what would you do? How would you react? But also, what about after you get saved by a neighbor? A, a neighbor saves your life. A neighbor puts his own life in danger to save yours. So I'm trying to figure out. Thank you gifts for my physical therapist because they've really they've really helped me and I wanted to do something nice for them. And I was like, what in the world? What in the world do you give or do for someone who saves your life that takes you from the grips of a wild animal who's going to kill you? It's like <laughs> <laughs> what do you get him a car <laughs> i just don't know so you worked for pan am which i love to hear i just love those stories because they're so much fun did you have anybody like uh, any celebrities well we had sophia loren one time oh nice and she was escorted on by our special like a handler the handlers yeah um, they only did celebrities and high-profile people and yeah. dignitaries. And um, she, they escorted her on, and I'll never forget the way she looked. She was wearing these... she beautiful? Red, oh, my gosh. She was drop-dead gorgeous. She she was stunning. Uh, you just knew it was her. And yeah. she was so elegant, and she was so classy. Um, so she walks on. She's got these uh, red stiletto heels, and she has a red beautiful suit. I, oh uh, my gosh. I don't know the designer, but it, it was obviously expensive. Expensive, yeah. expensive. And she had a red Chanel handbag. Oh my gosh. And she came on with one of her sons and she was holding his arm and he, it was just beautiful to see them. Um, and she was just so nice and so friendly. You know what? That's lovely. And, yeah. This came from Tim on Instagram. He commented, I've always, I always ask flight attendants if they listen to your podcast. I found a nice lady commuting from San Francisco to Dallas last week who was a listener. 
we shared a few of our favorite things about you while waiting to board. Now, how strange and lovely is that that two strangers are sharing a few of their favorite things about me? <laughs> I think that's just fabulous. And he wrote, she was jump seating as the flight was full. I told her I'd gladly switch with her, but alas, there are rules. There certainly are rules. Thanks, Tim. This next story is from a news station called WCVB Channel 5, Boston. So this is basically just a good tip to have. And um, I've talked about it before, and I now have them. I put air tags in my suitcase and my carry-on bag. This news story is about the airlines losing your bag and how the air t- tags can help. But there's also the problem of another passenger mistakenly or not mistakenly taking your bag and then you can track them at the airport. I really do think it's a really good idea these days. When Catherine Klotzman and her family flew home to Boston after a quick Christmas trip to Chicago, the suitcase with her and husband Ken's belongings didn't arrive. Luckily, she knew exactly where it was, even if airlines didn't. I put an air tag in it. Never done that before. And when I pulled up the air tag, I was like, oh, it's still in Chicago. Catherine watched the Apple tracking device through her phone as her bag sat in Chicago for a week. Then I woke up one day, checked it, and it disappeared. So my family said, oh, I'm sure it's being directed back. They found it. It's coming back to Boston. When she checked a few hours later, it had gotten off the ground, but went the wrong way. It was now in Houston, Texas. We're having a problem. We have a problem. We have (laughs) have a problem. problem. (laughs) Catherine and Ken made numerous calls to you, waiting hours on hold only to quickly learn they knew more than the airline. Nobody was listening to me. The guy kept telling me that the bag was in Chicago, and I'm like, it's not. I, I know where it is. I have that air tag. I can, and I gave him the physical address, and he would still come back to me and say, well, it might be in Chicago. It might be in Houston. I said, no, it's in Houston. I know that. <laughs> the suitcase saga similar to passenger Valerie Zabala, who got her bag back but only after going viral on Twitter. They kept saying that it was safe in a delivery center, and none of that was true. Valerie used an AirTag to live tweet as her missing suitcase spent days traveling with bag delivery service from an apartment building in D.C. to a McDonald's to Virginia and Maryland suburbs. Extremely frustrating. Because nobody was listening to us. And they were actually downright, they just wanted to get us off the phone, some of the people. Catherine was told it could be months if she ever saw her bag again because you had no record of it leaving Chicago. The bag's fate up in the air, she emailed me. And I emailed it. That evening, I got a call from the most helpful person I'd spoken to. She finally listened to me where I told her where the bag was. And lo and behold, this morning, about nine, I got a call from someone else at the airlines. They had found the bag. And the bag was overnighted to them last week. I'm Ben Simino, WCVB, News Center 5. I got out my uniform. I thought I'd throw it in the wash since I haven't worn it for a while. And my old rotation, I'm last time I washed it, my rotation was in the pocket. Uh, the rotation just has your flights and time you sign in, that kind of stuff. And I keep it folded up in my pocket um, in case anybody asks me, but also so I can jot down notes for the podcast. And sure enough, I had jotted down a note of a story. And if I hadn't jotted it down, I would have forgot about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I wrote this down because a flight attendant told me she was working first class and we were serving those everything bagels with cream cheese. It's like a garlic cream cheese. Anyway, this um, passenger stopped her and said, uh, why is this donut so hard? <laughs> it's amazing to think that somebody hasn't had or heard of a bagel, but guess not. Came together with okay, so Pan Am. Pan Am. I can't remember where we were coming from, but it was the seven four seven, and uh, it was either Europe or it was Tel Aviv. I can't remember where. We had all the dogs sniffing outside on the ground, and then they came on board with all the dogs sniffing inside the plane, and we were wondering. Nobody was telling us who was going to be on, and so finally they boarded one passenger in first class. The entire first class was closed off except for the one passenger, and it was Shimon Peres. It was who? Shimon Peres. He later became Prime Minister of Israel. Oh, oh. So he was, yeah. And so, yeah. He had all those special people. He, he had. And then the first row behind him in coach was all security guards, and the last row also was all security guards on the plane. Yeah, they, they all had their little microphones yeah, in there. They, they mean business. Incredible yeah. security. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to go buy something on Amazon. You took a few extra seconds. Go to my website, bettyinthesky.com. Click on any of the Amazon links. It doesn't cost you any more, and it supports the show, and I like to see what people buy. I I looked, and you cannot buy snake wine on Amazon. But somebody did buy an Airman Certification Standards Private pilot study guide right up this podcast's alley. <laughs> and somebody else bought a Guvana line peel and stick wallpaper. So if you're going to buy something on Amazon, consider going to my website, bettyinthesky.com. Click through the Amazon links. If you have your ad blocker on, it won't work. And I thank you so very much. This one is from one of the very most popular podcast called Smartless. It's with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and this is Sean Hayes speaking, and I'll put a link in the show notes. You really should check this podcast out. It's really good. Uh, I, I have a great I have a great client story. Tell me. Yeah, oh, friend, let's, please, hear it, Sean. Sean. let's hear yeah. it, Idris, can you hold on one second? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, this is your time. Okay. By the way, good this talk. might be good. It might be. Good it talk. might inspire all of you to tell your airplane stories. Me and my friend Raina, you all know Raina. We were going to England for the first time. I was going to London for the first time in my life, and we got on. Uh, what's the airplane? What's the um, brand? Who flies? British Airways. British Airways. So we're in first class. We're like, oh my god, it's like first class, like a hotel, right? So we're like, let's get on the. T let's get um, the time difference right away. So we took two Ambien and we're drinking wine. We just can't go to sleep because we're so excited that we're in first class on the way to England for the first time. And everybody in the cabin was completely flatbed sleeping, right? So I went around and came mere centimeters from everybody's mouth as they were sleeping, and I went. And kiss every single passenger on air kissing. Air kissing. We were crying. Drunk on, drunk on booze and booze and, and pills. Was yeah. there, was there if anybody would have woken up, cell phone footage of this at all? No. Before, before cell phones. Before cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. See? 
Yeah, yeah, but, you know, honestly, if you're in first class, for anyone that's not been in first class, first class is, you know, you, you if you have been and you happen to be up, you're just really curious who else is in here. And yeah. I do yeah. walk around. Like, yeah. This comes from a listener named Louise from Taiwan. She said, I have different vision in each eye. Actually, if I don't wear glasses, I can still see things because the nearsightedness of my left eye is minor. Nevertheless, I always wear glasses to improve my vision and and avoid relying too much on my right eye because it makes that eye tired. Many years ago, my sister and I traveled to Thailand with a tour group. After eating the meal on the plane, I put my glasses on the tray table and went to sleep. At that time, the plane was almost about to land, and because I was fast asleep, my sister stowed my tray table for me and put my glasses on my chest. She thought I would put them on once I woke up, and it was very kind of her. Well, 20 minutes later, my sister woke me up saying, hey, we gotta go, it's time to go. I stood up quickly, grabbed my backpack, and left the airplane. I didn't realize that I didn't wear my glasses, and I didn't know they were on my chest, so they must have just, like, fallen to the ground. I told my sister about it, and we both laughed. I could have gone back and asked the the airplane staff to look for my glasses, but I didn't want to keep the other tour members waiting for me, and we had already gone through customs, so I thought, well, I'll just have to do the five-day trip without my glasses. We tried many local dishes, visited tourist attractions, and watched the elephant and crocodile shows. Although my eyes were tired, my sister and I had a lot of fun. On the last day of our trip at the airport, we still had some time before boarding. I decided to find out if they had a lost and found. I mean, what are the chances? I told the staff there that I lost my glasses, and they pointed to a section in the back and said, come on, check them out. There's millions of glasses back here. Wow, (laughs) there are a lot of glasses. It was funny to me. I was thinking, so many people must leave their glasses (laughs) on their flight before their trip, you know, so everybody's going around, they can't see. So I couldn't believe it. I spotted my glasses immediately. Yippee, that's my glasses. I thought I'd never see them again. Okay, so you had Mick Jagger on board? Mick Jagger, and he, we were going to the Caribbean. I don't know if I can say this. That's all right. I'll just, I want to post it. <laughs> yeah, but um, he he was in first class, and he kind of slept the whole time. But um, when we landed, he started asking the crew members, can, but he was saying his back was really sore and in pain, and he couldn't carry his bags. And he was asking crew members if they could carry them off for him. I guess he was going to mystique his island where he owns a home. or And so uh, the crew member said no. So he went to another crew member said no. Then he went to the captain. Oh, my gosh, he went to the, the captain. Said, and so we were all worried that what he had in there were drugs. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So nobody wanted to carry it off. You know, him. that was actually smart so, to even think of yeah, that. Yeah, we all thought, I mean, it was, you know, so it was the thing at the time with them, right? So, yeah, and a rock you know, star. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. And smuggle it his bag in. It wasn't in. that huge. It was a carry-on, for heaven's sake. It wasn't like a suitcase or something. Well, I went back to work. Yippee. I know that wasn't an enthusiastic yippee, but I've been really wanting to go back to work, and I went back to work, and 
it was really hard. I mean, it was really hard on my knee. Um, uh, I thought I was good. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a uh, soft return to work. So I did one trip and then uh, I had scheduled I had scheduled a longer vacation. It got dropped because I wasn't working, blah, blah, blah. I had a short vacation. So I'm going. As, as you listen to this, I am in Roatan and I'm going to Utila. Uh, so it's a short vacation, but it's a vacation. And luckily, uh, that'll give me a little more time to heal, hopefully, before my next trip. So I had wanted to do this soft return to work. So I picked an easy trip, an easy plane, uh, and wah, 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 I got escalated. I know you don't know what that is. That's all right. I got moved up. I got somebody called in sick and I got moved up to the purser and coach position, even though I'm not in the program or qualified. No, granted, I know. I know what I've been doing this a long time. I know how to do it. It's just the most physical job on the plane. This is only my second time ever doing it. It's because it, it's loading all the carts and loading all the meals and you're the one that's always running to the galley so it's like a lot of moving carts moving heavy full soda drink drawers to bending down and putting them in at one point i had to get under the counter i had to pull the carts out get under the counter of the galley to get under there, which is not easy when your knee isn't 100% to try to open this trash cart because there's no place else to put trash. And then it's like, imagine going, bending under your kitchen counter, <laughs> crawling in something that's dark, trying to pull out something heavy. It it was a lot. And by the time I got to Madrid, I was kind of limping. And um, I think everybody... I, it, I did fine, but it was very concerning because I thought, well, I certainly am not back to normal. Uh, it's harder than you think. Or maybe you're thinking, duh, of course it's hard. But no, it's harder when you're not compromised physically. You don't really think it's difficult. And so because I was the purser in the back... Um, I was the one having to keep running to back to get stuff. You know, we need more coffee. We need more chicken. And I'm walking fast because you're trying to not slow down the service with a, a surface that's moving an airplane there's people with stuff in the aisle and um anyway it was a lot <laughs> but uh this is the day after my trip and i don't think i'm any worse for wear i don't think i hurt myself i was just really really tired <laughs> really really tired <laughs> So, but one thing I had to say, I mean, more than one thing, it was nice to see people. I have a lot of friends at work. Uh, it's nice to be at work. It was actually nice to be in an airport, which I know a lot of people might not agree with, but the airport's like home to me. Uh, it was all good, except for I, I need to get stronger. And I assume it'll just take time and I'll get back to normal. I hope. Fingers crossed. But one of the things that was funny is uh, the, during the first boarding process on the first flight back, this man, full-grown man, I don't know, maybe in his 30s, has his little airplane pillow. You can picture it. It's got like the foam insert and then like that kind of paper fake it's not a pillowcase. No, it's not cloth, but, you know, because it's disposable. He has taken that and put it on his head with the pillow. So he's put his head between the pillow and the pillowcase, You wearing, <laughs> wearing the pillow, like, as a hat. <laughs> I thought, okay, people are still doing crazy things. Nothing's changed. Good to get back to work. 
This came from listener Christine, and she also did the music. Thank you so much, Christine. How did you know that I needed a little more content for this episode? Because I haven't gone to Roatan and Utila yet, and I only did the one trip, and that one trip was hard. (laughs) But this is from uh, Reader's Digest, and it says, Fly the Chatty Skies. And it's like airline jokes, basically. It's flight crews offer up safe travel and ad-libs. Hi, I'm Captain Amanda Smith. Yes, I'm a female pilot, and as a benefit, if we get lost on the way, I won't be afraid to stop and ask for directions. Please refrain from smoking until you reach a designated smoking area, which for California is Las Vegas. This is from a pilot. I've just been informed that my mother-in-law has passed through security and will be boarding this flight shortly. If you all sit down fast, we could be able to get out of here before she arrives. Most of you already have your seatbelts fastened. Now we will demonstrate how you did that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to share some words with you that my father shared with me when I turned 18. Pack your bags and get out. Last one, and I think this is cute. As we boarded an airplane some years back, the two women behind me were voicing their anxiety about flying. That is, until... They peeked into the cockpit and got a glimpse of our pilots. Whoa, the one said. They're both so good looking. Her friend sounded relieved and said, good. They have more to live for. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase. As I said before, as you hear this, I'm in... Honduras, Roatan, and Utila, and hopefully I will have some good stories in the next episode about actually traveling around the world. Yippee! (laughs) So I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks! Bye! Bye!